Hey everybody, it's me, your host Abby, and get ready to meet my monsters! This just in. The Meet Your Monsters team has just received word of groundbreaking revelations. Over the past week, the Pentagon has released a declaration which confirms that aliens are real! Yes, yes, yes. Hello, everybody. A bit of drama there in the beginning. But you know me, I'm nothing if not eccentric. But nonetheless, guys, legitimately the Pentagon has released a statement declaring the validity of aliens. You know that I struggle with that word, so cut me some slack. But yes, if you have been living under a corona rock, over the last week, um, the Pentagon released a statement saying um, that there are a few sightings of aliens which are actually real. So they have three videos supporting this claim, um, identifying what they call UFOs. Um, and I just feel like, guys, in any other world, this would be like such huge news. Like the Pentagon has kind of said, yeah, given the go-ahead on aliens. And we're just all so concerned about being stuck in Corona that nothing has been done about this. Like when I found this out, when I saw um, the first post about this, I was like, no, man, can't be real. So then I Googled it. And then, true as God, there were like flipping hundreds of sites. So I read the article on CNN. And it's true. They really have declared it. So this is a big day, a big time for us enthusiasts like myself. But yeah. So anyways, that's interesting. Um, I just thought that I have to share my excitement with you guys about that. Because for my fellow weirdos out there, that is, it's like legit. You know, this is the declaration we've all been waiting for. Um, but in other news, in my week this week, today was actually the first day that we were allowed to go outside. <laughs> so not go outside, like I have said that we've been allowed to go out to get essentials and go to the doctor if you like have a problem with your bowels or something unmentionable or something that's really, really kind of threatening and impending doom on your health, you know. But we are now in South Africa allowed to go outside between... 6am to 9am and I'm allowed to finally walk my damn dogs. So it's a happy household once more. So I am super elated. I feel like my head just needed that to, you know, get out of our little space and get into the big wild wide world again. But I swear, we went to the shops after we took our doggies for a walk and there were people, pedestrians by the hundreds, just taking to the streets, running, cycling, jogging walking so many dogs i had no idea there were so many dogs in my neighborhood <laughs> like where have they been i haven't heard them since we've been here for the past two years but apparently we have a big dog community so yeah that was that was exciting but yes guys so this week's little critter is sticking to the bunny theme that we've had throughout April. And since I know it's the first day of May and it shouldn't be a rabbit and whatever. So just forgive me. I'm sorry. But anyways, 
this is the last bunny cryptid for a while um, and let's jump straight to it shall we once upon a time in the woods far away lived a lithe little hare however unlike the other bunnies who gamble merrily around the forest this creature had an advantage whilst the hares dashed through the flora around them the scavorder soared effortlessly above you see the scavorder is a hybrid creature comprised of the body of a hare with the wings, tail and back of a wood grouse. This little critter is native to the Swedish forests and is said to taunt hunters with its speed and agility. The first encounter of the scavorder. Now guys, okay, listen, before I get into this, the scavorder is a weird word to say and Swedish is just a weird, hard-ass language to pronounce and read. So please just... <laughs> Bear with me through this little cryptid. So Skavorda is actually spelled Skavada because it's S-K-V-A-D-E-R. But the pronunciation of the guy is officially Skavorda. So, yes, that's, that's where I'm at. So if you do read my notes and you see that I've in your head been pronouncing it wrong the whole time, it's spelled Skavada, but it's pronounced Skavorda. So, where was I? Alright, the first encounter of a scavorder was recanted. Hello, hello, hello. So, yes, it's me here from post-production and I just realised that I said recanted. This oak didn't ever recant his tale of the scavorder. He believed in this animal beyond belief. But I think I was trying to be fancy and instead of saying recalled or told or just was a normal human being, I said recanted like a twit. So it's it's not recanted. He didn't recant his tale of the scavorder. Why one? Hoken Dalmark. So once again, Hoken is spelled Hoken, but you pronounce the A with a little chuka over it as an O. So Hoken was a naval inspector at Luvuden at the mouth of the Insl what? Indaslaven. Indalsalven. Indalsalven. I think that's how you say it. <laughs> No, no, it's got a chick over there. Indal Solven, I think. Anyways, like I said, Swedish is hard. So, he was also a well-renowned and famous hunter. As such, he often regaled tales of his hunting expeditions to any who would listen at the Hotel Knaust in Sundvoll. Over a dinner shared with friends at Hotel Knaust one evening, Haken began, Hoken, sorry, you see I'm doing it, I'm reading it as an A, Hoken began rehashing the wondrous tale of one of his most bizarre and prized hunting trips. This particular trip took place over the winter of 1874, and the animal in question was none other than the Skadorva. He quickly delved into the tale of his encounter with the fiendishly fast prey. He recalled how, at first, when he laid eyes on the creature, he thought his vision deceived him. And dude, I do not blame him at all. If I thought I saw a rabbit with wings, I'd also be like, what in the actual hell am I looking at right now? This does not make sense in my head and I don't know what's what. A hare bird. Rabbit falcon. What was this wondrous thing? He had to know. As soon as he had seen the scavorder, he took off after it. He chased the hybrid animal as it leapt into the air and dashed like lightning upon the ground. Eventually, he shot the magnificent creature down and claimed it as his hunting trophy. And this is where this, the tale of the scavorder was born. 
Personally, guys, I'm really not sure at all how his friends didn't hound him and pester him and be like, dude, where is this bunny? Let me see this hybrid winged rabbit, please. Thank you to just authenticate your story. So I'm not sure how he got away with not having it. Maybe he claimed to have eaten it. <laughs> Maybe he didn't have a good taxidermist on hand. I'm not sure, but I don't know. If I was his friend, I would have nagged like like crazy. But nonetheless, the story of the Skavorder was one of Hoken's uh bleh, the story of the Skavorder was one that Hoken held onto for all of his days. As such, his housekeeper thought it would be amusing to commission a painting of the his of the his of his fabled beast for his birthday in nineteen oh seven. She asked her nephew, Friesendal, to do a rendition of the hare grouse hybrid. And thus, the first visual representation of the Skavorder was born. As he neared his final days, shortly before his death in 1912, Hoken bequeathed his beloved painting to the local historical society in Sunsvoll. Absolutely taken by the painting, the society's newly appointed director, Karl Erik Hammerberg, Hammerberg yeah, jumped at the idea to bring the creature to life. In 1916, Karl met renowned taxidermist Rudolf Granberg at an exhibition being hosted in, Lord help me with this pronunciation, Ornskolzvik. Ornskolzvik. Mm. Um, I'm gonna take it. Anyways, so these two meet up at this exhibition happening, and the guy was like, hey, you're a taxidermist, the kind that. Hoken so desperately needed initially. But nonetheless, it wasn't long until Karl had commissioned Rudolf to create the actual rendition of the Skavorder for the society. And soon, the, Skv the Skavorder was finally available for viewing in its actual form. However, with Hoken being the only witness of this fantastical beastie, it was soon passed over as nothing more than a tall tale. Or was it? This is where things get juicy, like always. You know me, guys. There's always a twist in this story. I'm not just going to leave you hanging with a he said, she said, this is a fake bunny. Anyways, it would appear that the Skavorda or tales of a similar creature have been around for a lot longer than we could possibly imagine. So this is a bit of a backstory, but you'll just hang on to your panties because it is totally worth it. Naturalis Historia is a collection of 37 books covering topics such as physiology, botany, agriculture, pharmacology, and most importantly for our story, zoology. This work was produced by a renowned Roman author, Gaius Plinius Secundus. More commonly known as Pliny the Elder, he was a naturalist and a natural philosopher. The Naturalis Am I saying it right? Anyways, it's natural history. And the Naturalis Historia is just the Latin version of what the book was released in. So, the Naturalis, I think that's how you say it. Naturalis Historia is one of the largest single works to survive from the Roman Empire to modern day. Just to put, in, uh, just to put this into perspective for you, the book was first published in 78 AD. 78 AD. Just give yourself a second. We're living in 2020 AD. All right. This is 78. This is double digits. We're in quadruple digits right now. But anyways, I digress. 
So you may be asking yourself, why am I carrying on about an ancient encyclopedia published 1,942 years ago? Just to let that sink in once more. Well, anyways, in this collection of works, you will be able to find reference to a creature known as the rabbit bird. And guys, I've looked at a picture of this thing and it is like, it, it, it looks like it could legit be a scavorder. I'm just saying, just putting that out there. So in this rendition of the creature, the animal has the head and chest of a rabbit and the wings, feet and tail of a bird. So it doesn't have like the cute little bunny fluffy paws. It's got chicken legs. So doesn't that sound strikingly similar to the creature spotted by Hoken in the Swedish forest in, in 1874? To me, it does. Like without question, guys. When I heard that, I was just like, what? Anyways, so what does Abby think this beastie is? I know we're already there, guys. They just cut me a break, man. It's a public holiday here in South Africa, and this cryptid is super hard to find stuff on. So it's quite a shorty today. But nonetheless, what do I think this beastie is? So I'm going to level with you. The amount of similar rabbit cryptids that are popping up is just astounding. Okay, so we've got the Volpertinger, which is in Germany. And the Volpertinger is a winged and horned rabbit. Then in America, we've got the flightless cousin, which we have actually covered in this podcast, which is uh, the jackalope. Um, and I know that I said that the jackalope is just a bunny with the papilloma virus. And I still do believe that. But I'm just saying, there's a lot of bunny hybrid things. And particularly the Volpertinger is so similar. I mean, and this, okay, the Skodova is in the Swedish woods. And the Volpertinger is in the Germany wood, the German woods, Germany woods. So maybe the Volpertinger is just a Skodova with the Papilloma virus. <laughs> you know? I'm just saying. So there's but there's a lot of bunny hybrid cryptids that are hopping about the history books, if you ask me. So for this one, I am choosing to boldly put all of my eggs into one basket and that will be the cryptid favoring basket so i'm going to swing hard on the cryptid team for this particular animal so am i saying that it's a literal cross between a hare and a bird no and we'll get to what i'm saying it is because i'm quite excited about that because nowhere did i see anyone else claiming what what i'm claiming about this thing but nonetheless i do definitely believe that this creature must have existed in some form because you know like there's thousands of years of you know like tale of it so from Pliny's kind of book the history the natural history to Hawkins story which may have been a, a tall tale but nonetheless you know I do believe that where there's smoke there's a fire so perhaps um the no, I want to call it a Volpertinger now. But perhaps the Skvorda were hunted to near extinction, extinction, extinction in the Roman Empire and a few still inhabit the woods in Sweden. See? So maybe there were a lot of them and then they were hunted so much that they just kind of dwindled in numbers. But before I get ahead of myself, I want to look at the semantics of the creature. 
and the likelihood of whether it could be a bird rabbit cross. So in all honesty, the combination of a wood grouse and a hare makes no sense. Absolutely none. So the hare is already faster than most of its natural predators on land when it runs. And in addition, the wings would be more cumbersome than helpful. So now I'm sure you're thinking, yeah, that's until it like stretches them and it flies, you doof. But no. So the grouse, the wood grouse, is actually a bit of a clumsy flyer. It's more like a chicken type situation. So the bird is best known as being a ground feeding, heavy set bird that seldom takes flight. That's why it's also one of the key things, key birds when it comes to hunting, because they're just like sitting ducks. <laughs> so if the scavorder was a combination of these creatures, it would have definitely been easy pickings for hunters, making their extinction easy. So that just ties into my little extinction theory. Okay, if I was standing by that, but <laughs> I don't think that it's a bunny bird hybrid. So, recently, in 1960 to be exact, there was a little animal who was officially declared to be real. So it wasn't until 1960, I want to say 40 years ago, I know it's not 40 years ago, it's 60 years ago, it's miles ago, but anyways, <laughs> it's still pretty recent in terms of declarations of animals. So, um... The little animal that was officially declared to be real is none other than the long-eared grey bat, which is native to Europe. So, um, this little bat is also considered to be relatively large. However, it's nowhere near the size of a hare. But, I think this little guy is the front-runner in terms of likelihood as to what the scavada could be. Scavorder. See, I'm reading it wrong. Anyways. So, if you Google pictures of this little critter, you will see its distinct large ears and you will see that they actually look very, very similar to a rabbit's ears. Because I was just thinking, like when I was reading about the scavorder, I was like, yeah, rabbit, bird, <laughs> don't know about that. And then I was like, you know, what kind of flying mammal is there? And then I was like, duh, there's a bat. And then I was like, hmm, are there any long-eared bats in Europe? And it just so happens that there is, guys. So, since this little guy was only validated in the 60s, what's to say it doesn't have a larger cousin trolling the woods of Sweden? So, maybe there's a bigger version of the grey long-eared bat that no one is seeing. You know, maybe a long-eared grey bat guy hooked up with like a really pretty little giant noctule. That's the biggest bat in Europe, by the way. And the scavorder was born. Who knows, you know? But yes, I do think that this cryptid is a bat. I don't think that it's a hybrid between a rabbit and a, a bird. So that's, that's just my little take on the story. So what about the scavorder today in today's world? So this little cryptid may be disputed by many, but it certainly has hopped its way into the hearts of um, Sundsvall locals. There are even road signs urging you to beware of the Scavorder's crossing. In 1994, a commemorative statue of the beastie was erected in a park in Sundsvall. Furthermore, the word Scavorder has now been adopted as a colloquial name for a bad compromise. And when I heard that, I was just like, oi. <laughs> Perhaps it's tied to the whole bad cross-hybrid situation between the hare and the grouse. 
Who knows? But yeah, if you make a bad compromise, you're making a skavodar. Hmm. Oh dear. So if you guys want to take a look at the OG skavodar for yourself, it's still on display. So the original first ever produced taxidermy version of the skavodar. It's still permanently on display at the museum of, uh, no, not of, at the museum at Nora Birgit in Sundsvall. I'm probably saying that horribly wrong. Nora Bur Birgit. But yes. So that was the cryptid for this week, guys. I hope you've had a blast because I know I have. Um, if you want to hang out with me during the week, like always, get a hold of me on Instagram, which is meet underscore my underscore monsters. Hit me up on Twitter, Twitter, which is meet monsters. You can send me a Gmail, but please be nice. And that is meetmymonsterspoddy, P-O-D-D-Y, at gmail.com. Or you can go check out the website, and that's meetmymonsters.com. But that's all from me, and bye! bye.